Hello, gorgeous. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Harlow. A little bit about myself, if you're not too familiar with me. I started out by creating content on YouTube, mostly makeup and hair tutorials, motivational videos. Um, I started out in my bedroom when I was 19, way back before YouTube was the cool thing to do, way before even social media in general, like taking it seriously as a career was a cool thing to do. So I was definitely made fun of quite a lot, but I'm so happy that I stuck with it and it wouldn't have been possible without the love and support of you guys. Even from very early on, it was always my mission to create content that could help young women live happier, healthier, and more glamorous lives. The best place to keep up with me and the content that I put out these days is Instagram. My username is at Jessica Harlow. I'm very active on Instagram and I spend a lot of time and energy engaging with my audience on there. Honestly, Instagram direct message is one of the best ways to get in contact with me as it feels like we're just texting. It's really efficient. It really truly does go down in the DMs. And it's my, again, it's honestly my favorite part of what I do. I read almost every single comment and almost every single message. I do my best to try to get back to as many of you as possible because it really is It is my favorite part. I love getting your feedback. I love hearing your stories and I love connecting with you guys. It's honestly my oxygen. It's what keeps me going. It's what keeps me motivated. Um, Speaking of what keeps me motivated, before we get into this episode of the show, I wanted to thank everyone that has taken the time to not only listen to this podcast and share it with their friends, but also leave a rating and a review. If you haven't left a rating and a review yet, I would really appreciate it as it really helps the show to grow and gain more visibility. And when that happens, the show can only improve. The content can only get better. To leave a review, simply open up the search feature in your podcast or iTunes app. Type in Jessica Harlow. My show will pop up. Click on it. Click on reviews and you're ready to go. Once you've left a rating, P.S., I like five stars. Hint, hint. (laughs) No pressure, you guys, but seriously, five stars. I like it. Um, Once you've left a rating and a review, screenshot it and email it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com. Again, the email is hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com, and I'll make sure to send you a few goodies one of which is a free PDF that includes many of my hair care tips and secrets for growing the longest, healthiest hair of your life, as well as products that I really love to use. Nothing in that file is sponsored. It's all stuff that I actually love and use. So if you'd like to receive that among perhaps a few other little treats that I've got in store, all you have to do is email me a screenshot of your review of this podcast to hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com. I'll make sure to have all of the details and information in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. That said, let's get into this episode. I've talked a lot about negative people and how it's really important to cut out negative people from your life. I'm sure you've heard of a lot of people telling you that that's recommended. Um, And of course, there is a difference between people that are just plain negative. I kind of put negative people in three categories. Um, There's the negative people that are plain negative. They're just, you know, cynical, glasses always half empty. They just, they can't help themselves. It's just who they are. Um, Then there's the other uh, the other category, the second category, which is the negative people who aren't necessarily trying or meaning to be negative. They're they're actually kind of trying to offer constructive criticism, um, even compassionate criticism, if you think about it. it's They're being negative only because they care. So they're trying to help, even though it may not really look like it, it may not really feel like it. 
Um, they mean well, but they're just, they're honestly just trying to protect you. Um, look, not everything that you think or do will be the most amazing thing ever. So you can't expect everyone in your life um, to just blindly say yes. Um, you do need to be able to have some kind of constructive friction in your life. Um, and then you have to decide for yourself if it's worth listening to or not, what's valuable in it. You know, constructive criticism, it may not come to you dressed in positivity, but it typically comes from a positive place. So I would say don't cut out people that are well-meaning. Just know that you kind of have to have a little bit of a filter with you just to, you know, filter out what makes, what makes sense and what doesn't, um, But then there are the people that you absolutely must, must cut out. And that is the people that are negative because they have some kind of hidden vendetta or maybe even not so hidden vendetta against you. Maybe they just, they really don't mean you any good. So it's very important when it comes to when you're dealing with negative people, it's really important to um, figure out which category each of them fall into. And the only real way you can figure that out is if you have to take into consideration what their intentions are, what their motives are um, for whatever they're coming at you with. So besides all of that, all of those things aside, a question that comes up a lot about negative people is what if, what if they're family members? And I don't mean like the aunt or uncle that you don't really have to see that often. What if it's more immediate, like your mom or your dad or maybe even siblings? Um, the people that you cannot completely cut ties with. Um, well, depending on how awful your parents are, um, you can eventually cut ties with them completely. But of course, I know that there are situations where it's not so simple to cut out a toxic parent from your life entirely. Um, and my advice in that particular situation would be to limit your time with them as much as possible. So even if you were to spend like half the time that you normally do with them, that could be really, really helpful for you and your mental and emotional well-being and sanity. Um, So I would say do your best to limit your time with them as much as possible um, because that's the best thing you can do, Uh, you know. But what also helps in that instance is to have a bit of a game plan. Um, You probably know them well enough. Again, they're immediate family members. You spend plenty of time with them. You probably know them well enough to know how to change the subject with them, how to distract them with something else. So always have something up your sleeve that you can use to direct the conversation or the focus elsewhere. So that way you can keep things very neutral between the two of you. Um, Another thing that I think happens a lot, which I never really understood, um, but I know that it's something that many people struggle with. So even though I don't quite understand it, here's here's why I don't, um, or why I don't have an issue with it. Um, children blaming themselves for their parents' toxicity or toxic behaviors. Um, this has never made any sense to me. Um, I grew up with very imperfect parents. Um, my father, especially, he was a raging alcoholic, a drug abuser, uh, among other things. We're talking so many embarrassing situations because of his issues. Um, he rarely ever brought money home. So all pressure was on my mom to just keep everything afloat. So there was always lots of arguing, big brawls on like a regular basis. I can't even tell you how many times the cops would get called all the time. They practically knew everybody. Um, He would barely shower, which was gross and embarrassing. Like there's my smelly, drunk, alcoholic father. Um, And let's not forget all the times that he would be at public gatherings, completely shit faced, throwing up everywhere. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. This is just the tip of the iceberg, really. I can go on. 
But if I can impart any advice to anyone that has a toxic parent, two things kept me sane. One of which was my sense of humor. Um, Comedy was a very big escape for me. I loved comedians because they would always find ways to make the truth amusing and entertaining and just kind of easier to deal with, which is why I've got a really good sense of humor. I'm always making jokes and making people laugh in my real life because it makes people forget what's not so great for a moment. Um, But besides having a really great sense of humor, um, and if you don't have one, I really recommend you develop one. Um, It'll do wonders for your, again, it'll do wonders for your sanity. Um, But my number one thing was I never blamed myself at all for whatever was happening with my parents, whether it was between them or just them on their own, who they were. I never blamed myself for their flaws because I always understood that they were who they were from way before I showed up. So I took no credit. Um, My father's issues with alcohol and who he was as a person were existent from way before I was born. Um, My mother had told me all kinds of stories about what he was like from before I was born. So I always understood that his issues were his. They didn't have anything to do with me. I didn't make him into anything. I didn't turn him into anything. And of course, no one's perfect. No one's parents are perfect. So even my mother, whatever flaws she has have nothing to do with me either. Um, For the most part, people are who they are and are shaped from when they're very, very young. So I think it's very important for people to understand that their parents are people and they were people from before any of their kids came into the picture. Who they are has very little, if not nothing, to do with their children. If anything, children are shaped way more by who their parents are than the other way around. So taking the blame, I mean, realistically, your parents were who they were. Now, becoming a parent can have an effect on people, but again, that's kind of their choice, not yours. You didn't choose to be here. Uh, they chose to do whatever it was and to, uh, to have you. So... My response to dealing with fucked up parents is know that you're not to blame. Know that their issues are their issues and that those issues are from way, way, way before you were even a speck in your mother's uterus. And that even when you cannot cut them out completely, you can at the very least limit your time with them and limit your time with their negativity. That's still an option. That's always an option. Um, So for the most part, everyone's trying to do their best. I think that's something to remember because a lot of times we think about all these things. Look, not necessarily everybody means to be a toxic person. Um, For the most part, yeah, of course, there are always the cases where people are trying to do the worst. My father was definitely one of those people who's definitely trying to do the worst. Um, And in most instances, it is best your best bet to remove yourself from any situation where, you know, people are being really toxic and to cut them out completely. But for the most part, in most cases, everyone's basically trying to do the best that they can. It's just most people don't know what the hell they're doing. Okay. Think about yourself. I I could speak for my own self. I mean, I'm, I know that I'm not a perfect person. I know that I'm trying to do my best. Do I always know what the hell I'm doing? No, but that's kind of part of being human. Um, But it's really important to know that it's, trying to change people is really hard and it's pretty much it's a waste of time because people don't like to be told what to do or how to live and it's kind of the reason why and some people are going to get mad at this but hear me out because I'm not coming from a bad place I'm just trying to put things in perspective but it's kind of the reason why so many people roll their eyes when they see you know where they come into contact with religious fanatics or vegans or any kind of extremist ways of thinking or living because no one likes to be forced into doing something or being made to feel like they're doing 
everything wrong or are bad people. So if you find your, if you're a religious fanatic, a vegan or whatever, like don't be offended. I'm actually, if anything, what I'm telling you should probably be much more helpful um, and make you a lot happier than going around and trying to change people because it just, it doesn't work that way. People don't like to be told what to do or how to live. Um, No one wants to be forced into anything. People have free will and they like to feel like they have as much of it as possible. Um, they don't want to feel like they're doing everything wrong and that they're bad people because sometimes that's kind of how it can come across when you're trying to change somebody. It's like you're telling them you are wrong, you are bad. And so that's not, it's not going to make a really positive impact on most people when you come at them that way. Even if you don't mean to, that's kind of how it's being registered when you're going and trying to change people. So like I said, it's really hard to change people, but it isn't too hard to influence them to be better and do better. Um, If you're trying to make a negative person, a naturally negative person positive, you're going to have a really, really difficult time. And you have to accept that you really cannot change anyone, especially someone that is committed to staying the same. And I know that's so, so hard, especially when you're dealing with people that you really care about and you know that, you know, whatever you're telling them, like you really believe that it would be for their best interests and it would completely benefit them. You still, you got to be respectful of people's free will. So you can't change any anyone, especially someone that is committed to staying the same. Um, the only thing you can hope for is that you can influence, have any influence um, to make someone just be a better version of themselves. Um, and the only way you can do that is to simply lead by example. So if people in your life are seeing that you're living a happier, healthier life, got more energy, that you feel good, there's going to be people who are going to notice. And if they're genuinely curious, that's your cue, okay? When they're genuinely curious, when they ask you, you know, what your secrets are, like how come you're so this, that, or the other thing, that's when you can get to say, oh, well, here's how I like to eat, or here's how I look at things, or this is what I do, um, you know, in my experience, this is what I've noticed or this is what I've learned and it's made a really great impact. You know, if you want to know more, you can let me know, you know, something like that. And even then, listen, even then, even when people ask you, they still have the freedom to choose whether or not they want to try it out for themselves or use it in their own lives, okay? A lot of the times people get really frustrated because they're sitting there trying to change people when they don't understand you can't change people, especially people who don't want to change or people who, you know, just what you're saying isn't really resonating with them. So it's just like in this podcast, for example, I can't force any of you to do what I recommend. Okay, I can only suggest and I'm only doing that because you showed up. Okay, you decided to, you know, out of your own curiosity you decided to click on this episode or some other piece of my content. But at the same time, what regardless of if you're actually listening or not, I cannot go and talk down to anyone that doesn't follow what I talk about or recommend. I, I can't do that because that's up to you, the listener. And I have to respect freedom of choice, your freedom of choice, your freedom of will, because I want the same thing in return. So it's really important to remember that. And I think that could be really frustrating and it could be especially frustrating with people that you really care about. And, you know, in most situations, um, I know that even if you have toxic parents, you're still gonna, most of the times, there's gonna be some part of you that still cares about them because it's kind of naturally ingrained in you. You know, so to some extent, you kind of wish they were 
different. But you can't change people. Again, you can only lead by example. So again, I know it's so hard to accept when others aren't choosing to do the things that you know would be so, so great for them, especially when it's people that you know and you care about personally. But you just, you simply can't force anyone to do anything, especially not anything that they don't want to do. Um, you can really only lead by example and hopefully eventually they'll get the idea. But again, you can't, you can't force it. Um, you definitely have to be maybe a little bit more manipulative about it. Um, but again, lead by example. That's basically what I would say when it comes to dealing with negative people. And I hope that I shed a little bit of light um, because I know that there's a lot of you who are dealing with negative parents, um, toxic parents. I've gotten a lot of messages from people when they're, they're like, you know, I understand what you and so many people say when it comes to saying cut negative people out of your life. But, you know, what if what if they're your parents? So I totally understand. And I hope I hope that this... Um, this episode was helpful to you. So that's all for this week's episode of the Jessica Harlow podcast. I really hope that you enjoyed it and got something meaningful and useful and valuable out of it that you can really think about and hopefully apply to your own life. If you are enjoying the show, I would like to remind you that I'd really, really appreciate it if you left a rating and a review. You can screenshot the rating and review and send it to me at hellogorgeous at jessicaharlow.com. And also feel free to email me there if you have any feedback for me regarding the show, or you can even comment on my latest Instagram post. I would really love to hear what you guys think of this show, what you think of the podcast, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, if there was anything that really resonated with you, if there's something maybe you didn't quite understand you'd like me to clarify. Again, your feedback and my connection with you guys means the world to me. Honestly, I'm always interested in hearing what you guys think because I'm creating this content for you. Thank you all again so much for your love and support of this show. I look forward to talking to you again next Thursday.